Good morning, good morning, good morning, and what a beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made, and oh my God, the, my day is so blessed today. Uh, Lee, first, it's a blessing to see you, uh, our great engineer, uh, our, our previous host, Carrie Saunders. Thank you, Carrie. It's always good to see Carrie. And we got an action-packed show, but uh, before we do that, I got to I gotta get to some stuff. Holy cow, we just have so much going on. We have a special guest today. And if you're wondering, who is this guy on the radio? I just turned it on. My name is Michael Mickey Kearns. I am the Erie County Clerk, and I'm with you every Saturday, God willing, from 1130 to noon. And as always, uh, I had to yell at Mike Cicchini, my assistant, my program director, get some more pens and get some more notepads. And he got right on it. Good job, Mike. As always, you do a great job. And uh, I just want to recap a little bit about uh, this week. Uh, as you know, uh, I had Keisha on from the West New York, uh, Keisha Williams, executive director of the West New York Law Center last week, talking about the 20 million Buffalo East Homeowners Assistance Fund Program. Um, I met with them on Thursday at our weekly meeting. What a great turnout, Buffalo. Uh, keep it going. Uh, over 750 applications to help people who are behind on their water taxes and sewer charges, uh, and that's so important. And in addition to that, applications are still being accepted. So if you own your home in East Buffalo or on the east side, please apply ASAP. This is a once and a, and a probably lifetime opportunity. And as you know, um, I have a lease, at least one of my rules is you have to have your pen and pad ready because I know you're going to give such information. Elise is sitting here first time on the show. She has her pen and pad ready to go. I didn't even ask her, uh, but the telephone number, if you need help, is area code 716-259-1600. Uh, and of course, uh, you can always email at behalf, B-E, B as in ball, E as in Edward, H as in home, A as in apple, F as in Frank, at WNYLC.net. Uh, just real quick, Elise, and we'll get right to you. You're so important. Elise is a licensed mental health counselor. Pre-licensed. Pre-licensed, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Pre-licensed and owner of the first black-owned private mental health practice in Erie County. Finds Talk Healing. It's located... the first. Well, I'm we're gonna. Sure I'm not the first. Well, we're gonna get. We're gonna get it out there, and you're located in Depew, and you just opened in July, and we're gonna talk to Lisa in one second. Um, so today, just some uh, some some things I want to talk about, uh, which is really really important. So once again, the West New York Law Center will be at the Merriweather Library on Jefferson Avenue on Tuesday, this Tuesday, from four to seven to assist you in that application process. That's number one. Number two. Uh, we just had a special morning. Uh, Robert J. Cressy uh, from the One Foundation. We had children from all over uh, Western New York at Pierce Field in Mulroy, uh, partnering with the Buffalo Bills, the Ralph Wilson Foundation, the One Foundation, the Oshai Foundation, the First Niagara Foundation, which is now KeyBank, um, all of the community leaders to get our kids out in a soccer, lacrosse, and football field. We had the first annual Robert J. Cressy Soccer Tournament. And I know you know that name out there. He's a community leader. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my hero and mentor, he's no longer with us, but it was good to see his wife, Marianne, his daughter, Claire, his granddaughter, his, uh, her son-in-law. We honored him today, and he's just an awesome guy. He helped save many parts of the community. I'll just say this quickly. If you come into Genesee, the Genesee Gateway, 
uh, if you remember a long time ago, uh, that wasn't such a nice area coming into Buffalo. It was the gateway into Buffalo, uh, and Mr. Cressy, working with the city of Buffalo, really put that together, and the council member really put that together and really made a difference, and now it's, it's a beautifully uh, entranceway into our, our beautiful Main Street, our beautiful city. So thank you, Mr. Cressy. We love you, although you're not with us anymore. You know I miss you, bud, and if you're listening, uh, please, please, um, say a prayer for my good buddy, Mr. Cressy. So now, getting down to business, um, and one more quick name I have to mention. I'm sorry, Lisa, it was just a packed no morning. Uh, Willie Hutz Jones was out front, and he was out at the field today, and I told him I'd give him a shout out. He does great work, and of course, uh, you know, helping and mentoring our uh, community and our young men and young women. So, Willie, uh, shout out to you, bud. You know, I love you too. So now, let's bring in our guests. Um, and Elise, welcome to the program. Thank you. I, this is so easy. We're so happy to have you on today to discuss all that you do to help erase the stigma of mental health and those in the African-American community who are seeking help. First, um, let's share with our audience, what are your qualifications, if you will? What, you know, if someone said, well, what does this mean? Okay, so I know that everyone's asking about the LMHC-P. So what that means is I am currently operating under provisional license so I am I'm under operating underneath my permit I have about 10 more months to go before I will be fully licensed excellent um, so I just want to make sure I clear that up um, and I kind of went things did things the unorthodox way so usually what happens is people go into agency work which I did right after grad school and they you know they get their supervision hours and clinical hours through that way um, and what I I did do that for about a little over a year but then you know I decided to go into private practice Vines Talk Healing and so the difference is it's the exact same thing I'm just paying for supervision out of pocket and I'm still gaining my supervision hours still gaining my clinical hours so just to give you an idea of what the LMHC-P means. Well, so it's a licensed mental health counselor slash P for a provisional license. And at it, it, least we want to have leaders in the community on because there's, there's young people out there. There's people um, who are listening and, you know, they say, well, maybe can I do that? And I mentioned that name, Robert Krusty, today because he was my mentor. He was my yeah. supervisor. I worked for him and he was such an important part of the community. And I think young people need to look to leaders like yes, yourself absolutely. and you know maybe there's someone out there a young man or a young woman who's uh, interested in uh, mental health awareness you know july was minority mental health awareness mm -hmm. month and according to the national alliance of mental illness one in five people experience a mental health condition yeah. it could be temporary it could be permanent um, so if someone's look listening and we now know Look at there is no stigma when it comes to mental health. What are some of the indicators that you may indicate that something's wrong? Um, what signs, they could be permanent, they could be from a traumatic event. What are some of the signs that people should be aware of? You know, what's really important and what people ignore mostly is what their body tells them. Their body tells you something is wrong. Their, your body sends you red flags. You can have this persistent headache that you just can't get rid of. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's triggering it, what's mm -hmm. causing it. You can have aches in your shoulders, muscle pains. Your body is very um, good at communicating with you when something is like out of whack. And a lot of people don't recognize that our emotions and our 
physical health kind of go hand in hand because we mm-hmm. hold on to these stressors and these traumatic events and and what they do is they like sink into us and 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 they come out in different forms um so that is one the key thing that i would say is pay attention to your body also behaviors and thoughts those are also key things that you should pay attention to that hey something's off i'm thinking differently i'm thinking erratically i'm behaving different i'm I'm developing unhealthy patterns um so those are key things too to also pay attention to and you know, I'm a. You know, we mentioned uh, God on this show, so that's it's not a bad word on this show. We have our faith. I am a believer, 100%. And faith is important. And believe me, I I turn to God for lots of things. But sometimes, um, you know, um, there's an old joke about the gentleman who was facing a flood, and uh, you know, he said, "God, send me help." And you know, he sent someone. The waters were rising. He sent someone on a rowboat. And they said, nope, God's going to help me. And then he said, you know, uh, God, send me help. And then he sent someone on a bigger boat. And he said, come on, jump in. He said, no, God's going to help me. And then the waters were getting high. He's up on the roof. And, you know, he said, God, I need your help. And he sent a helicopter. And he didn't get in the helicopter. And the guy drowned. And he went up to heaven and said, God, why didn't you help me? He said, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. Okay, you got to help yourself. And the reason why I tell you that is sometimes it's good to ask God for help because I do all the time. And believe me, we need it in today's age. But um, prayer is important. But also, um, you know, medical assistance, professionals, and those people who are in the rowboat to help you. Um, you know, what are some of the things uh, that therapy can do as maybe a complementary strategy to prayer? You know, I love that you, you mentioned that, and especially with the, the joke with the hope, because it's important to understand that people of faith, we have to trust that God will provide help. And it's, it, we're looking for these extreme miracles, you know, things to like literally fall from out the sky, but not realizing that God helps people through people because we serve through, you know, the community through people. Um, so that is one of a, a key thing to remember. And, and a good analogy that I use um, is when you go to the doctor because you're not feeling well, um, you go to the doctor and people of faith, they pray about it. They, you know, seek spiritual guidance, but they still go to their doctor. It's the same thing with um, mental and emotional health. If you are not feeling well mentally and emotionally, you need to go seek uh, professionals to address those issues because that's what they're there for. God ordained those people to be in that position to do those services, just like firefighters and doctors and um, lawyers and, you know, all of those other things. Well, you know, we've been talking about mental health recently, and unfortunately, uh, once again, I was out on Friday with our good friend Lenny Lane uh, and the Buffalo Fathers. I was over um, in the Fillmore District off of Broadway, and uh, they were giving away food. Uh, They were helping people, and that's so godly on what they do. And I was also over um, talking to some community leaders over across from Tops, where the top shooting occurred. So, you know, if there are people at home and they're listening and we know that, you know, the top shootings has raised maybe new issues or possibly triggered old issues regarding racial inequality and diversity. And I guess how can you help folks find ways to cope because coping is important or to move on and still be happy and healthy because no one will ever forget the 10 lives that we lost. Yeah. Uh, 
but no one should suffer in silence or be scared uh, because we live in a scary world today, but we got to be brave enough to be part of it. Yeah. And, and the, the big thing is talking about it, not being afraid to talk about how that triggered you, how that affected you. I, I can speak personally. Um, when that situation happened, I was operating in agency work at the time, and I had to process it myself as a black woman who lived very close to that um, incident and to where that, that took place. And talking about it is important, speaking it and calling it what it is. That was a, a racial attack. It was Absolutely. something that should not have happened. And right. because of that, we were triggered. We were taken, taken back to times where I wasn't even a part of, you know, my children are asking me questions that I right. shouldn't have to address. Like, why do not, why, why do black people want to kill or white people want to kill us and black people don't want to kill white people? Right. Those kind of conversations should not be had. Um, however, they have to be. Because I agree. If, say, for instance, if we're just talking about my young child who asked me that question, if she internalized that and just kept that thought to herself and did not get that addressed, that could fester and that could bother her. And, and in the future, it could lead to long-term trauma. And, and I think the same thing with this incident. We have to talk about it. We have to address, about, address it. We have to say, okay, I know that we can't just get over it, but how do we do? What can we do? What resources is available for me to move forward in this and and I know that I possibly won't be completely healed within a month or two months but what is the process for it how can I how can I process that what just happened and and I think speaking to someone who has those techniques and and skills available is going to be very effective for future and future generations to come for sure yeah and, and I think those are those are good questions I know my daughter went to Kinesis College and we used to go shopping I could have took her over to uh, Wegmans over on Amherst Street and I used to take her to the uh, Jefferson store because I wanted her to see diversity. Yeah. I wanted her to experience it. I wanted her to be able to feel like, you know, she could feel comfortable. Um, and I wanted people to see her and her to see people. And we used to have a lot of fun over there. And uh, I used to see a lot of my friends over there. And we used to do a lot of her, you know, Sunday shopping, you know, to get her through the week. You know, college kids, they like a lot of macaroni and they like a lot of, you know, Dad, can I have the money instead of the food? No, you got to have the food, you know, how they do it. But, you know, it's just, um, it, it just, you know, I had, we had Mother Doyle on almost quite afterwards. And she was talking about how, you know, this white supremacist, we cannot ignore this. I mean, it cannot Absolutely be an, not. A, an event that this person was going to go down the street and start shooting people. Right. It's just that hate uh, is not a hate that is uh, shared by uh 99.9999% of the population. So I think it's good that young people ask that question because we need to be a uh, inclusive, diverse community. If we're going to thrive as a country, we have to be united. We are the United States of America. And if we're not united, we're facing opposition on outside of our country. So I'm so happy that um, in a way uh, from something so horrific that when I see people like Lenny Lane and the number of people that have given back to the community, whether it's food, non-perishables, paper products, clothes, continuing yeah. is so important. So, you know, I, you know, this is your expertise. Um, um, and I know mental illness uh, can be hard if, you know, if you're not able to function like other people, because, you know, it's a disease that people can't see. You could look 
normal. Everything could look fine. Um, but, um, you know, how do people who might be listening reach you? Uh, do you have a website or are you just down the street from the Chittawaga Auto Bureau? Like how, like if they're sitting out there and they're like, you know, I never thought about seeing yeah. a professional, but you know, after listening to Elise and yeah. Mickey, I don't know, maybe I just want to talk to someone about something. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yes, you can definitely reach me. I do have a website, and Vines Talk Healing was created for that purpose and, and to kind of be relatable, kind of, um, because when that situation happened, I know there was an outpour and a need for their people's mental health to be addressed, and a lot of people were coming, and they didn't see anything or anyone that looked like them. So that's literally why Vines Talk Healing was created, to serve that community, not strictly for the black and brown community but it the the targeted audience was the black and brown community and the best way for them to reach me is to yeah visit my re- website i'm at www.vinestalkhealing.com um i also can be reached uh via facebook i have a facebook page vines talk healing and also instagram vines vines talk healing so yeah just reached out to me you can also um Reach me via email, um, elise.flunder.mhc at gmail.com. So there's a couple of ways where you can reach out to me. Um, Also, Elise, I have to say, uh, you have one of the nicest smiles we've ever had here on Catching Up with the Clerk on Power 96.5 here, uh, Mixed 1080. You. you have one, of the, and I see your husband, really nice gentleman, also has a really kind look about him. Um, He's very supportive, one of, one of my biggest supporters. Well, that's sure important. <laughs> why do you, we always like to get uh, into, you know, why people do what they do. Why did you get started in this profession? Um, as I shared previously, and I don't share this story often because I don't want anyone to look at me and be like, oh, woe is me and have pity on me because my story turned out to be amazing and turned out to be great. So I just want to make sure I put that out there. But I was also um, a child who had childhood trauma. I was, for various reasons, um, uh, both of my parents were addicted to drugs. I was removed from that my parents' household, separated from my siblings. You know, I had to go through a lot of stuff that wow. a child should not be subjected to. Um, but part of my healing and growth was actually getting service, getting help, um, having uh, therapy at a young age and being introduced to resources and um, understanding feelings, thoughts, behaviors, expressions and all of these things and how effective it can be in your long term upbringing. And so I was privy to that experience and, and that just brought me so much gratitude and I look back and I think like wow a lot of people don't know about mental health a lot of people in the black community because of some of the things that we were taught when we were young kind of don't even look towards that as a thing because they automatically associated with you have to have this deep heavy long-term mental health diagnosis and and that's not the case as you mentioned before it could be something you're dealing with short term um for instance, that top in, TAPS incident, that is definitely a reason to go talk to someone. It doesn't mean you're going to have to be in therapy for the rest right. of your life. It doesn't mean that you're going to need medications or anything like that. It just means that, hey, you need to go kind of deal with this in an appropriate way. And so um, that's what brought me here because I look around and I'm like, wow, these people, the, the black and brown community are really not taking advantage of the services that are uh, that is available to them and a lot of feedback that I received was because you know they don't understand 
my, our culture, you know, there's a lot of things that I have to explain and there's a lot of things that I have to go backwards on and it triggers me. And so I'm like, oh man, not that I understand everything that every black person or every brown person experiences, because we also have to understand that there is cultures within cultures. Um, however, um, the reality of it, it makes it easier. It makes it easier for somebody to open up to someone that looks like them, you know, and, and, and understand and mm -hmm and can not only empathize with them, but can also sympathize with them in some situations. And I wanted to be that person, and um, I just was really pushed, and, and speaking of spiritual beliefs, I, I was really called, and, and I was trying to fight it, and I was trying to just go about things the regular way, do my two years in agency work, but you know, God was pulling me in a different direction, it was like, listen, I know that you don't know that there's a way, but there's another way that you can do this, to where you can reach the target audience that you were called to do the whole purpose of you entering into this field. So here I am. You're doing awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's a calling. Uh, there is not one family, black, brown, um, you know, white, uh, whatever culture, whatever person, you know, mental health impacts Absolutely. and hurts us all. And I think yeah, what you're so, you're just such a bright of, uh, uh, just a bright light in this world of sometimes darkness and I don't mean that we have so many nice people in this world so oh, many absolutely. I just started the show with all the positive people that gave love and gave of themselves in the community and I and we can name them and you know but the light always outshines the darkness it does. and it does. I'll take the light any day over the darkness is there anything that I missed or is there anything because we're going to have you back on again um, we're going to have you back on again so don't worry about that but <laughs> but uh you know, really, uh, you know, I just want to give you this opportunity uh, for people who are maybe just sitting at home in their chair thinking, you know what, that Elise, uh, she is so nice. I got to just talk to somebody. Yeah. And it could be just even about a family situation. Yeah, yeah, I, I do want to leave my number. I, I did forget that because I don't know Go my ahead. heart. Um, so that number is 551 247 0850 you can reach out to me that way as well um, so I think we pretty much covered the basics of it all but yeah as you mentioned before um, just because my targeted audience is the black and brown community um, I don't want people to shy away if they don't fit into that category because mental health affects everyone I, I work with everyone I am not a against working with any other ethnicities at all. Um, the I just wanted to target that community because I felt like they are, and we are the underserved community and that's just the reality of it. And so I just wanted to make sure that they at least had a face to, you know, put it within. And I'm sure that there's other people. Um, I, I have, speaking of mentors, I know my friend Raven Sanders, she operates out of Rochester, New York, and she also is in private practice. So there's people out there and, I, and I'm now understanding that there's very few of us which is kind of another reason why I'm here because we we shouldn't be as few you know to this uh, so look at it always helps you know to talk to someone I know just look at just talking to Elise right when I met her she calmed me down um, you know very beautiful nice person and um, you know I would feel very comfortable talking to you so but it is important to have mentors to have people um, who 
you know, look like you, who maybe in a professional capacity. That's why when I was in, in the assembly, you know, I really pushed that we need more uh, doctors in the community from the Western New York uh, community, uh, not just out of New York City. Yeah. When I met with the chancellor, I said, you know, we need more doctors that look like our community, meaning we got to give more opportunities. Uh, some of our um, local children, our Yoko, young men and young women, shouldn't have to go uh, out of state to yeah. get their medical uh, degree. Right. They shouldn't have to go out of country to get their medical degree. And uh, I'll tell you right now, someone like Dr. Vasquez, who I love Dr. Vasquez, he's a, a great man uh, from New York. We've had him on the show, and he saw all the need uh, in the minority community. And we have a long way to go, sure. um, but we're getting there. So, yeah, we are. Yeah. Elise, we're going to have you on again, uh, owner of Vines Talk Healing in Depew. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, you have been. I told you it was easy. <laughs> it I? was easy. It was easy. <laughs> All star guest. And you know, Elise, uh, one of the things I want to talk about while you're here uh, as we wrap up our show, unfortunately, and my family has um, experienced suicide, yeah. uh, unfortunately, but it's a major yet uh, preventable health crisis in the United States is suicide. Unfortunately, you know, the county clerk's office, we deal with many veterans issues. Veterans make up nearly a quarter of suicide deaths in the United States yeah. uh, with a suicide rate for veterans. 1.5 times higher than the general population. So our men and women who serve us uh, in conflict, uh, in very high stress situations, um, God bless you. Um, if you need to talk to someone, please seek help and counseling like someone like Elise. I know we um, added crisis services yes. on our card to give them a number to give someone uh, a, a person to talk to 24 hours a day. And I just want to remind the veterans out there that um, there are professionals like Elise that you can talk to. And in addition to that, uh, we rede redesigned our card in the Erie County uh, discount program where uh, we formatted it uh, for veterans dealing with public health crisis. So we have some you know, crisis services and veterans crisis line, 24 hours a day, Elise, seven days a week, 365. And that's right on the Thank of Vet card. So if you want a free updated version of your Thank of Vet discount card, come down to 92 Franklin or the Southgate Plaza and, and we'll help you. And of course, um, once again, a reminder to renew local and connect up with me. Um, customers, you know, Elise, uh, we're doing great in our auto bureau. If you come in and you have a transaction, uh, and you do it locally and you make an appointment, just like when you go see you a doctor, mm -hmm. um, you know, we get 12.75%. So oh, okay. uh, we always have customers with reservations. We'll take priority, but we help people who some other people may not have access to the internet. You'd say, hey, Mickey, I don't have access. We're not gonna turn you away. So look at, get your pen and pad. I told you we have more here today. You had to write Elise's number down. I told you to do that. The next number I need you to write down is our Outreach Center at area code 716-858-8864, 716-858-8864. So Renew and Local, uh, remember, we'll get in and out in a couple minutes. And of course, um, I'm out at the Erie County Fair, Elise. That is awesome, yeah. 182nd. Erie County Fair. We have a table and a booth out there. Come pick up a bag and some nice swag. And really, um, 
you know, you could talk to my key people on the clerk on the go. Um, we talk about passports. Uh, we talk about real ID uh, and all the things that are happening at the Erie County Clerk's Office. So uh, remember, the Erie County Clerk's Office is where you get your business done. We are committed to driving Erie County forward. I just want to tell you, we want you to make it a great week. You've been listening to Catching Up With The Clerk on a legendary WFO 1080 and Power 96.5. I am your host and Erie County Clerk, Michael Mickey Kearns. And of course, I got to have shout outs. Lee, who's going to win the, the game today, the Bills or the, or the Colts? Okay, Lee says, Bills go 1-0 in preseason. He said, once again, he said, if Josh Allen's not playing, he'll fill in. He's going to run down to the stadium. He said, I'll be there. He said, I'll be the onside kicker if they need me, whatever they need. I'm advocating for you, Lee. So continue blessings to all. Be good to each other. True love. Know that mental health matters. And drive safe, Buffalo.